Hello everybody, welcome back to the Stat Dose podcast. We're here again doing another turbo dose uh, about hypoglycemia. Uh, and I'm very pleased to introduce the lovely Dr. Emma Figures. Hello, Emma. Hello, Matt. How just, are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a clinical tutor down here in Cornwall, where the sun always shines. I've got an interest in all sorts of exciting things, so expedition medicine, palliative care, mental health, and running up mountains. So, yeah. Basically everything opposite to me, apart from the clinical skills. Exactly. <laughs> Hypoglycemia is commonly seen in diabetic patients, but it can occur in non-diabetics as well. It's defined as a blood glucose of less than 4, although its symptoms are unlikely to develop until around about a BM of less than 3.5. Most hypos are mild and self-managed, but severe episodes can lead to seizures and even death. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easily reversible cause of delirium and reduced consciousness. It's in the ABCD, isn't it? D, don't ever forget the glucose, but we often forget it. And so it's very easily missed, easily reversible cause mm. of quite significant pathology. Patients can present in quite a broad way uh, with hypos, and also patients can have quite specific symptoms um, as to how they will present with a hypo. Especially with diabetics, they will have specific symptoms and they'll know quite early on that they might be having a hypo sooner than maybe someone may be able to recognise from looking at them um, from the outside. The general features that uh, we tend to see is nausea, fatigue or headache and other features that we would say would be autonomic features would be sweating, having a tremor or evidence of tachycardia. If this is a more severe hypo, then they might also have some neurological features, so slurred speech or being agitated or aggressive through to confusion, a coma, or in really severe episodes, a seizure. Some important differentials to think about and can sometimes can be mistaken are alcohol excess, possible stroke, uh, or epilepsy, or being postictal. Matt, maybe you're the clever scientist man. Can you tell us a bit about what's going on in the background? What would be causing a patient to have hypoglycemia? Why am I the clever scientist? Because you are. You know everything. You know it all. Well, yeah. So essentially, there's there's three sort of broad categories that we're interested in when we're looking at the potential causes for hypoglycemia. Are they just not taking as much in? So are they not eating as much for whatever reason? Do they have uh, decreased glucose production or decreased uptake? Is there some sort of GI pathology going on there that might be causing that? Um, or is there excess glucose use? So is there either a physiological reason or are they doing sort of excess exercise? And generally, the sort of the mild hypos that we see in the independent diabetics is just sort of a bit of a control issue, or they sort of overdid the exercise a little bit, they miscalculated their insulin a little bit. They're generally mild, they deal with them themselves without sort of seeking medical help. But other things we need to be aware of, particularly when we're looking at these patients in an in-hospital setting, so when, when you guys qualify as F1s and you're, if you're called to these patients post-hypo or even during hypo, these are things you need to have in your mind about actually what else might be contributing to the hypo. Is there any alcohol on board? Yeah, are there any medications that can cause hypoglycemia? We're going to talk about some of those shortly infection is another important precursor that we need to, to check out for has there been a recent fever is there any 
breathlessness, diarrhea, vomiting, urinary symptoms, etc. Is there any physiological illness? So we, again, we sort of think about those uh, those sort of type illnesses. So is there an MI, pancreatitis, stroke? And kidney disease, either, either an acute uh, kidney injury or a chronic kidney disease can contribute to, to hypos as well. It causes a decreased uh, clearance of the insulin, which can lead to more floating around the system and therefore a hypo. If we think about the different medications, first of all, there's insulin, obviously, um, can cause hypos, perhaps if they've over-injected, and as Matt was suggesting, if they perhaps haven't calculated exactly how much they should be giving, might have given a bit too much. Um, and then other things would be things like sulfonylureas, and rarely metformin even, and glitazones can also um, contribute to hypos in patients. Let's, let's say, Emma, you're, you're called, you're back on the wards, and you're called by the nurses to a sweaty patient who's having a bit of a tremor, he's got a bit of slurred speech. How are you going to approach that patient? <laughs> and then after that... After that, I'm going to go back to my basic principles that you can't go wrong with, your ABCDE approach. And then you're going to consult your local guidelines. I suppose in terms of the basic principles, um, we're going to want to give short-acting glucose and then a long-acting carbohydrate. And then you're going to want to try and look to establish the cause of the hypo, as um, Matt has discussed. So in terms of stuff that you can give, if patients are able to swallow, then you can give them either glucotabs or um, I think in the hospital we've got gel that you can put on the patient's gums as well. If they're not able to swallow, then you need to get IV access or use the IV access that they have. Um, and depending on your guideline, um, you need to give some IV dextrose, maybe about 10% in 50 mil boluses or you can consider IM glucagon if you're struggling to get IV access. In terms of a longer acting carbohydrate, if again if they're able to eat and drink then you might want to start thinking about uh, some biscuits or some toast mm. to last them a bit longer. I would like some biscuits and toast right now. I think the key, the key with some of these hypo patients is that once you've treated that emergency, you've gone through your A2Es as Emma was explaining, remember in D, don't ever forget the glucose, You've given that short-acting glucose, you're thinking about longer-acting carbohydrates, is to check the BMs regularly. And I think most guidelines say about every 15 minutes or so, you want to be checking a BM. Uh, you do sometimes see sort of an over-treatment. You get, um, certainly with the very that, that very sick end of, of patients that we talked about at the start, the, the seizure patients, the low GCS, it's not uncommon to give those patients 200, 250 mils of 10% dextrose, which actually is quite a lot of sugar. And you can cause a reactive hyperglycemia. So it's important to check that, A, they're not becoming hypo, but B, that you haven't over-sugared them. That's definitely a, that's definitely that's a technical test. term, definitely. So I suppose once you've stabilised the patient, you're going to want to try and find out what the cause is. So you want to do a few more investigations, particularly if this is a prolonged or unexplained hypo. And to do that, you can ask the patient some questions and try and find out about things like their oral intake, exercise, alcohol, medications any infective symptoms that you might be able to find out through your assessment of the patient, and then obviously get some bloods for things like inflammatory markers and checking their renal function. But most hypos, as we alluded to at the start, actually don't require too much intervention and actually just require a bit, maybe a bit more education about hypo awareness, i.e. the early symptoms that patients get prior to having a, a hypo. Regular BN checkings, blood sugar diaries is something that we often advocate as well. And then review of medications, particularly timings as well. Other timings, right, if you're using longer-acting 
uh, insulin to longer-acting substances. So just to quickly summarise, we've been talking about hyperglycemia, we've gone through some of the features we would expect to see, some of the causes that might have led to the patient having a hypo and how you'd assess them, don't forget your ABCDE and treatment, so looking at a local guideline. So I think the most important thing that we would take away from this is don't ever forget glucose in your deep.